This is the Mark Stucheski Podcast. All right, this is a brand new version of the Mark Stucheski Podcast. No long intro. We're getting right into the guest episode. Today is a gentleman that is not from the United States. He's from another part of the world, which I'm really excited about because I love talking about things with people around the world. So, David, who in the world are you and what do you do? Hello, Mark. Thank you for the invitation to be on your show. It's a real privilege. My name is David Hennessy. I currently live in France, but I've also lived in Canada and I've also lived in Ireland. So I've been in three different cultures in my life and I've also traveled to 23 countries. What I'm all about is I created a holistic personal development program 20 years ago. So this program now is not no longer even an adolescent. It's a young adult and it's been evolving over time as I've learned more and worked with more people. I love the fact that you and I both have this great desire, thirst, not only to be involved in personal development ourselves, but to tell people the importance of it. Uh, We're going through this thing, the global zombie apocalypse pandemic, and there's two groups of people. There are people who are, you know watching Netflix all day, watching the news, which is horrible to watch, are sleeping in because they're staying up hours of the night. And there's the other group of people like you and me who are like, hey, listen, I'm just going to keep on keeping on. I'm going to keep developing myself, going to keep on learning new skill. And what's going to happen is we are eventually going to come out the other side of COVID. COVID is not going to wipe out the human race. And the people who are spending all this time watching Netflix, they're going to go, Oh, what are those people way? Oh, those are the people who are doing personal development during COVID where I was watching Netflix. So I'd like to talk a lot about the importance of personal development because I think a lot of people are doing themselves a disservice by watching all this news and Netflix. I agree. And actually, I want to share something that one of my greatest mentors, Mark, was my dad before he passed away. And he taught me something once that I always remember. And I remembered when I was going through university. It's called Parkinson's Law. And Parkinson's Law is work expands to the time allotted. Yes. Now, when it comes to anything in our lives, particularly when it comes to productivity, if you're preparing for something for work, if you're getting a special meal ready for a loved one, birthday party, doesn't matter what it is. If you've got three days, we got three weeks, you'll take three days or you'll take three weeks. But if you have two hours, you'll get really focused and you'll get it done. And it's amazing. I'm not telling people to get stressed and focused and wait till the last minute. That's not what I'm suggesting. I'm suggesting people to remember that when you have something you need to do, you need to give it a framework and get yourself focused. And focused is the biggest thing that unfortunately most people I've met over the years and worked with, they really lack. But there's many reasons as to why people don't have focus. And we can talk more about that, but um, if, you're, if you're familiar with Parkinson's uh, law there yourself, Mark? I am. And, and if people have trouble imagining what you're saying, think okay. of a goldfish. A goldfish will get to be as large as its tank. And that's yes. what Parkinson's law is. So if you got a little baby, yes. little, little tiny goldfish, and you feed it, feed it, feed it, it will get as big as a fish tank. So exactly. if you take that fish and put it in a bigger fish tank, it's going to grow to the size of the fish tank. And yes. so that's the way to think about it. And I'm glad you mentioned focus because we live in a world now where it's on 24 hours a day. I'm old enough to remember. I'm 55 years young. And I remember when TV actually went off the air. 
This is before cable, <laughs> before streaming, before satellite. I mean, they played yes. the national anthem, and it was off yes. until the morning. Now, yes. not only do we have TV stations, you got Netflix and Hulu and CBS All Access and a- Apple TV Plus and Amazon Prime Video, and then you have YouTube, and there's never an end. You can never watch everything that's available to watch. And so we have to practice something called adulting and say, okay, it's now time for me to focus on whatever you need to focus on. And I, I would say, I don't know how people in school, and I went to school many years ago, they would do their homework with the TV on. How can you focus your, you're trying to read a book in physics Mm -hmm. or something like that. Mm -hmm. And you got the TV on or music. And for me, if I listen to anything, it's got to be really soft instrumental music. It can't be anything yes. that's going to take my my focus away. So let's talk about focus. Yeah, actually. And that li- that little thing you just mentioned there about people when they have something happening in the background while they're learning something is very interesting to me, Mark, because we have a thing called state-dependent memory. Mm. And if you have something, for example, if a person has an argument with somebody else and they're drunk, Okay, they're, they're inebriated, whatever way you want to frame it. Chances are they're probably not going to remember it until the next time they're drunk because mm-hmm. it's state-dependent memory. If you extend that idea into a condition where if you study for exams at school or prepare for an event at work and there's a certain atmosphere that you're in, you will need to be in that same atmosphere when you present to be able to present at that same level. So if there's a lot of noise in that around you, you'll actually thrive on that noise in the environment when you go to present. But for example, you may also be quite distracted. So people, their ability to learn can be put off course by distracting themselves with noises. And as you mentioned, if you listen to music without words, because our brains are incredible, they will pick up all kinds of stuff around us. So you may actually be memorizing the words of the song that you're listening to in the background. Meanwhile, you're trying to read a book. Mm -hmm. So it's very normal for us as human beings to feel slightly distracted. And in a lot of cases, people are quite distracted. And you can actually really empower yourself by putting yourself in what I call an environment of less clutter. And in fact, I recently did on a podcast, it was a a visual podcast here where we're doing stuff without it. But I I held up the, um, the letter here. As we, you can see right now, the letter I, yeah. and this is a reminder in the event to say to you, okay, what's the first thing I need to do when I'm preparing to do something for work? And then I took the letter I and I turned it on the side and we got the minus sign, okay? Yeah. I come up with all these wild ideas, Mark, but it's just, I need to take away things. Like on my computer, I need to shut down all the windows. My phone right now as we're having this podcast is on airplane. Like all the distractions are put away. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm in a quiet space. I to clear everything out. And it sounds so simple, but the fundamental things that will allow us to be more focused is by moving things out of our field of vision, keeping us off less distracted. And then another thing, if I may share, is what we're choosing to focus on. Yes. Yes. And that's massively important. Uh, I, I sense that um, you're po- probably aware of um, the One Minute Manager by Dr. Clem Blanchard mm-hmm. a long time ago. And if I may mention to, to the good listeners that are sharing with us some of their time today, there was one phrase that came from that book when I read it, and I think it was in 1986 I read it, and it was, are you interested or are you committed? Mm. This is very, very important. Yes. Uh, for example, like you gave the example there about the gold in the fishbowl, for people that are listening, interested versus committed is like, I'm interested in personal development. I listen to all these podcasts. I read all these books. I go to all these seminars. 
That's being interested, my friends. Yes. Being committed is when you actually take action. When you actually apply, then you find out, well, that doesn't work for me. Great. Now you move to the next thing. The amount of information that we have nowadays is abundant. Yes. The problem is, unfortunately, that most of us don't get even the first step ahead is because we're not committed to what we're doing. And that comes to your goals. That rolls into your goals. You know, you really will only be committed to things that are really your goals. And I'm underlining the word your. Yes. So I want to go back before uh, goals is a great topic. I mean, this is mm -hmm. the first of October when this episode's coming out. And I want to talk about goals. But first, I want to go back to distractions. And we all think if I say, what, what are some of the distractions you deal with? People are going to say email, social media, yes. entertainment, other people. But I tell you, I live in Houston, Texas, and I like going out in my backyard with my dog and I like yes. to read and I like it quiet. And I don't mind when the air conditioners come on, but somebody in the neighborhood goes away all day and leaves their dog in the house barking. And it's, mm. it's not really loud, but it's just loud enough to be annoying. And I yeah. find myself, I'm trying, like right now I'm reading, rereading the seven habits of highly effective people. I, I like oh, rereading books, books again. And yes. I'm like reading it like the dog. Or, 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 I'm like, I, I, yeah. and it's my, my brain's like, you know, I'm like, is it dog in distress? What's going on with the dog? And it's yes, a little exactly. thing. And so I want people to understand that it doesn't have to be the big dump truck going down your street. It exactly. can be something really small. It could be a bird in the tree that's going chirp, 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 chirp. And once yeah. your brain connects to that, it's like, oh my gosh, I can't read this book because that bird. And sometimes what I'll do is I'll go up there and go, hey, scare the bird away, just like so get back to reading. <laughs> so I want people to understand it's not just the big distractions, it's the minor distractions as well. Do you want to say something about that? That's actually really important, Mark, because what it does is it takes away a piece of your mental energy. You just have to imagine that people say, oh, I live by a, a, you know, a train track. You've probably heard the story. Don't hear the train anymore. That's because your brain, part of your brain has taken the time to actually hide that noise away from you. <laughs> yep. You know, there's probably a lot of people listening that might have a fridge that runs constantly. You know, it's just yep. kind of humming away and eventually you don't hear it, but you got friends come over and go, What's that sound? <laughs> right? And in fact, I, I know I, I, I was doing recording for the, the online course that I made. And I was silly enough, have to admit it, I did it in an area where you could hear some background noise. <laughs> I heard the noise when I played it back, but I, I wasn't aware of it during it. So part of my brain, I, you know what, I have to learn myself to look at my environment. But Mark, you're exactly right. People are not aware of it until they actually take a look and, oh, yes. And what happens is when you free up that extra piece of mental energy that you've been using, you've got more energy to work yes. with. You know, our brains are, you know, are, we're running on a biological system. We're not running on light speed. We're not like computers. We're running on a whole different system. It's quite an old system, but quite a very, very good system that we have is the human brain and the human body. So I'm a, I'm a great believer in that. People have to remember, though, that simple things. Like uh, you will probably remember this, Mark. Our phone numbers were made the length that they are, right? Because they have to be between six and nine digits, yep. seven plus or minus two, because that's our short-term memory chunks. And eventually, then they added on the area code, depending on the, So that's chunking. Yep. But we really can't remember a lot of stuff short term. And we really get distracted quite easily. And that's something that people have to be aware of. Once you become aware of it and you design your environment to make it easier for you, things actually become a lot less stressful. Mm -hmm. And you become a lot less stressful. And I found that in my life because I end up creating space in my life. Mm. And 
there's a very we, we haven't talked about that and maybe we will maybe we won't the importance of silence and space in your day and the impact on your creativity is enormous Yes. Well, we'll get to that. What I want to go back okay. to goals because we're we're yes, overlapping, please. we're leapfrogging. I, I'm writing yes, notes here. We'll make sure we don't miss anything. So okay. here's the thing. This podcast yes. was released October 1st, 2020. You do not have to wait to January 1st. I cannot say that enough. Everyone says, oh, the first year. Listen, that is just a date in the calendar. If you want to start doing something, start it today. Yes. Start it tomorrow. I, and so many people go, what's my New Year's resolution? Stop the New Year's resolutions. Get mm-hmm. that idea. Erase New Year's resolution out of your head. I want you, and I got a feeling you agree with me in this. I want you to focus mm-hmm. on goals. So mm-hmm. you need to have goals, but you don't have to wait to January 1st. So why don't you talk about that for a few minutes? Okay. In fact, I review my goals daily. Yes. Do you write yours down daily? Because I do. Yes, I do. Excellent. And actually, I learned that uh, from Brian Tracy mm-hmm. many years ago, who's a Canadian. And uh, Brian is one of the pioneers of personal development. And he was the first person who ever said, write your goals down daily. Every day. Say, yes. Yeah. Not on the phone. People, not on your phone or computer. You no. actually use one of these old fa- I'm holding up. A com- I know why I'm holding up because you've seen the pen. pen. Go Google. Pen. <laughs> you younger people, go Google a pen and go Google a planner <laughs> and actually write it down because when you write it down yes. in your own handwriting, it cements in your subconscious mind. Exactly. It's the same when you're reading a book. If you make notes, you're going to remember the content yes. better. Yes. So when you're writing down your goals, and now there's a key here, as I m- mentioned to people, something that I don't remember Brian mentioning, but I learned over time was when you write down your goals, as, as you, Mark just mentioned here, you actually review them and you actually get to see, okay, these are the goals that I have. If you're not excited about the goals that you're writing down, yes, and if you don't want to take the time to write them down, I share with you, all of you listening, then they're not your goals. Yes. If you're not excited about what you're writing down, you've adapted them or you've taken them from somebody else. Because if you're not willing to take five minutes out of your day and review what you want to work on that is really important to you, then you know what? It's something else that's important to you. Everybody has stuff that's important to them, Mm -hmm. but sometimes our focus is misplaced. Yeah, and I, totally I agree with reviewing goals. Yeah, and and I here's my my take is I'm a big planner. As a matter of fact, I've been telling people for years, always tell your time where to go instead of wondering where it went. You can't mm-hmm. start planning until you have your goals in place because you got to look at your goals and go, okay, based on these goals, what do I have to do today? So if you don't have any goals, then what are you putting on your calendar? Because you can't put anything of any substance on your calendar because you have no goals. So it's got to start with the goals. Hey there, it's Mark. I just wanted to hop in here real quick to invite you to check out my website, mrproductivity.com for the date of my next live training to get my top five productivity tips and so much more. It all happens over at mrproductivity.com. Exactly. And it's really, it's a fundamental thing. And you know what? I like to bring people back to what I call, you know, the secret is in the simplicity of things. What it's all about, Mark, is that, you know, when you want to go to a location, you have to decide the location and you plan your route. Yes. The same in our lives. We've heard this a million times. The challenge is, is that not everybody wants to, to say they're looking for another way to do it. Well, no, there isn't another way. <laughs> if you want to go to New York, you need to know that you're going to go to New York. And from where you are, you make a plan to get there. And so it's, it's really actually very fundamental. The challenges for a lot of people is they don't take the time to do it. And yet there's been people screaming from the hilltops for years. And when you look at people that have achieved incredible things in their lives, now it doesn't have to be in business, it could be anywhere in their life. 
they actually had something in mind, mm. what we would call a goal. Yes. It was something that they wanted to achieve because the amazing thing about it, it's almost like when we buy a red car and we start seeing red cars everywhere. <laughs> Our attention is drawn to what we focus on. Yes. yes. And we have a problem that we want to solve. If we know what that problem is and we can actually define it and write it down, then we can focus our own resources. And if there's other people working with it, their resources to actually achieve that goal. But if somebody says, what's the problem? You say, I don't know what it is. You're not going to get anywhere. Mm. So just to be very honest, I think that's very, very important for people to understand is that you need to know where you're going and then you need to review your goals regularly. As Mark said, not once a year, not once a month, not once a week, it's once a day. And I do it in the morning and I do it at night. Mm. So, it, and it really makes things very vivid and I carry them with me as a positive package throughout the day, what my goals are. So I know, like, for example, in the morning when I wrote down my goals was to make this the best value I could for you, Mark. That's one of the things that I was bringing to the table. And is there's this another level about goals is that you start to actually live in the experience of having achieved the goal. That's a separate thing, but it's really about believing it's possible. And as you've mentioned, Mark, taking the steps to achieve that goal. So there's a plan of action in place because some people talk about the law of attraction, but I would say to people, it's, it's the law of action because you can visualize as much as you want, but you have to take the steps that are going to bring you towards what you want. And sometimes once you take the action, you'll find out that doesn't work for you, my friends. Mm-hmm. And that's okay. It's not a failure. It's an experience. You redirect the boat, the plane, your life to go a different way. Because, for example, I mean, people might say, oh, gosh, I really want to ask this person out on a date. Okay. And you find it. You ask them on the date. And you go on the date. And you find out, I don't really like that person. But you've been dreaming about them for six months, <laughs> right? Yes. So when you took the action, you found it wasn't right. You had a business idea and want to put it into place. And then when you finally start to research and go, well, Somebody else has already done an exceptionally good job of this. I can't top that. Or there's a great idea, but nobody's going to pay me for this. So you have to put things into place. So you have to take the action to get the results to find that if your goal is worthwhile, that's another important part. Now, I will share this with you. Is I love my iPhone. I love Apple Maps. But if I got in my car and I wanted to go someplace, but I didn't tell Apple Maps where I wanted to go, Mm-hmm. It can't give me directions. It's going to go, well, I'm holding the phone in my hand. It doesn't know. It can't read exactly. our minds. Now, maybe someday down the road, way after you and I have left this earth, maybe it could read our minds. But for right now, your GPS is only good based on your input. So if you exactly. don't tell the GPS, I want to go, like I'm in Houston. I love Disney World. I want to go to Disney World. Okay. It knows where I am. Knows where I want to go. But if you like say, well, I'm just going to turn the phone off. Well, it can't help you. So that's what we're talking about. Goals there. Um, Exactly. I I want to go back because I want to make sure we don't miss this for the end of the episode. Silence and space. I read a book by Cal Newport. He's got two great books. I like deep work and digital minimalism in the book, digital minimalism. He talks about embracing the boredom and he uses the example. How many times you've been in the line, the grocery store and there's like four people ahead of you. What do you do? You pull out your phone. He goes, why not just like look around and look at the decorations or look at the, you know, just look at people. We Mm -hmm. always had to pull out our phones. Because we're afraid, God forbid, if we're bored. I mean, if, if you could be at the, the Department of Motor Vehicles. You could be at the dentist's office. And, oh, got to be reading the magazine. Why not just sit there and just look at things? 
And, and I love that embrace the boredom because I think we live in a society that we already talked about is always on. 24 7 365 there's always noise coming there's always something on tv there's always something on the phone there's always another post you can read but when's the last time you just said look it i'm just gonna be i'm not gonna pull out my phone i'm not gonna do anything i'm just gonna be and i think that that is a lost art we don't do that much anymore well, Mark, I do. <laughs> oh, okay. You're an exception. <laughs> yes. And, and this is because I do it because I found out how beneficial it is to me. And I have an analogy that I use is the analogy of music. If we just had the notes and no space between them, we would have no music. It would just be noise. <laughs> yes. Right? Everybody listening can relate to that. It would be just like if you just had the banging sound and no space, like what is that? So for me, what's happened in my life is that I leave space and it allows, if let I me mean, think of an analogy, when you've got constant input, there's no, um, like from external devices and people around you, if you don't have an actual empty space, the creativity is blocked. I can't explain it, it more than the fact that you just, you need to have that emptiness to have something come in. It's, there is a, there is a Zen koan or Zen, pardon me, a Zen analogy where when your cup is full, you'll never learn anything. You have to have an empty cup. Mm. So you, you need to empty things out. So for myself, knowing that, for example, with this podcast, knowing that it's a free flowing conversation, which I enjoy, knowing that I have no idea where the conversation is actually going to go. Neither do I. I (laughs) Yeah. I prepared my mind beforehand by taking some time within the last hour before this podcast to sit down and do nothing. Mm. And by doing that, I actually, somehow it seems to work for me. I gain mental energy because I'm not using energy for other things. Mm. So I would say that perhaps it's analogous to, and I haven't thought enough about this, perhaps analogous to when you're, you're doing weights at the gym, you're not constantly pushing on the weight. There's a space in between when yes. you let go and then you push again. There's a heartbeat. There's a space. There's a rhythm to it. And I believe in life there is a rhythm. And I know, Mark, you're very aware of, and perhaps a lot of people listening, the cycle of sleep and the importance of that. Yep. This is something that I. it's really important that I found in, in terms of personal development. It's a really big part of being holistically um, aware and building your life out is that there's a rhythm in our days. There's a cycle. There's the heartbeat. There's breathing in and out. There's being awake. There's being asleep. There's being on input. And there's being on just no input at all. So it is actually a natural cycle that we need to have. And so that's how I visualize it. And I've applied it in my life a lot. And I find that when I'm willing to give that space, and particularly in that space, I give it silence. I have some amazing ideas show up. Mm, that's that's amazing. Now, I want you to think about something. I, you sound like you're a thinker. What do you know today October 1st, 2020, that you wish you can go back and tell a younger you, a younger David, if you could transport back to an earlier time and you can pick the time, whatever time period of time you want and mm-hmm. say, look at, I'm going to save you a lot of aggravation, a lot of learning. Here are a couple things that will serve you better. What would you tell a younger, younger David? 
Okay, how many do you want me to list off here? Let's just let's just do the couple because I know I can come up with like an hour's worth of stuff to go back and tell okay. younger me. So okay, I, I will give two things that come straight to mind. The first thing is is something that changed since I started developing the Wonder Technique twenty years ago, and was that that was my understanding around foods because part of the holistic approach to personal development is is how we eat and what we eat. And what I learned from my schooling and that I learned a lot about the quality of food and the quantity of food. But I didn't learn very much about the timing of food. Mm. And this is a huge thing that I've now learned and actually has really changed my life. And this is the time frame as to when I eat during the day. Some pe- it Really what is properly called is, is time-restricted fasting for okay. some people. Now, I'm not a doctor. don't pretend to be a doctor. And I don't want anybody to, to sue me because they said something. But talk to it about your medical professional. But the idea of what you do is you restrict the period of time that you eat during the day. This ties back actually, Mark, into something we just talked about. And I will explain why in a second. When I eat, for example, within a, say, a six to eight hour frame per day, that means that my body is not in eating mode between 16 and 18 hours a day. And during that period of when I'm not eating, I'm moving more into what's called an anabolic state where my body's rebuilding. Part of that is sleep time, but part of that is awake time. Mm-hmm. That's again, that cycle. That's that space. We're giving our body space. A lot of people have trouble going to sleep at night because they eat before they go to sleep. And that disturbs the sleep cycle. But they probably have also the habit that they're eating for a long period of time. So that was something. The second thing is that I, I learned was that I'm a person that comes up with a lot of ideas and I generate a lot of ideas. And I found it was really important, something we mentioned before, is to focus So I had to pick things to work on, even though, for example, I have another business that I created a number of years ago, and people said to me, David, you know, this business, you can make a super large amount of money from because this is a great idea. And simultaneously, I was working on the Wonder Technique, my personal development program. But I've recognized in my life that the Wonder Technique is really my purpose. So even though I have another idea that could be a great business that still is an independent business that's still flourishing. My focus is on the wonder technique. And I think that's really important. When I was younger, I didn't get that. I thought I, it would be great to do everything. But in fact, once you focus your energy on one thing, amazing things can happen. You can find out it's not for you, as I mentioned before, which is great because it's saving you time. Yes. You know, I mean, with all due respect, during the experience that we're going through in this world right now, some people found out, my gosh, I'm so happy I don't have to work in that business anymore. Or relationships collapsed. But they realized something. Things came to a crunch where time sped up. And in fact, I look at those things because I've had experiences in my life, and we haven't talked about them at all, where critical moments occurred whether it was when I had a, a rock climbing fall and I couldn't walk, where you learn in your life things that you really need to focus on rapidly. Mm. Very so, interesting. Big answer, but just two things there. No, I, in, I, it, it, the food and the focus. I really appreciate that. So you got a lot of things going on. So where can we go and find out more about you online? The easiest way is the wondertechnique.com. That's the simplest approach as I'm a person who loves to make things simple for people. <laughs> and uh, and t- bearing in mind that everybody's busy has a different time schedule, Mark, and they're all over the place and you know availability is not always there. It's great. People have your podcast so they can listen to it on their own timing. For me, I do have 10 mini courses that I created that are part of the Wonder Technique online program. There's videos, audio, and a workbook so people can learn at their own pace about different areas of the Wonder Technique. 
Okay. Well, this has been a fast-moving, high-energy, great conversation. I mean, you and I are simpatico on everything we talked about. And I just encourage people, you know, listening to David and I talk today, might have seemed like, oh, my goodness, drinking from fire hose. But here's the thing. Just pick one thing that resonated with you. Don't exactly. overcomplicate it. Remember, we talked about simplicity. Pick yes. one thing and then go implement it. Okay. And then once exactly. you get that thing done, go come back to the well and pick something else. Just one thing. So, Great David, goodness. I want to thank you so much for being on the show today. It was an absolute thrill having you on. Thank you very much, Mark. My pleasure. And thank you for everybody taking the time to listen. And just before we go, don't forget to register for my October 16th training, The Power and How of Routines. You can either click the link here in the show notes from this podcast episode, or you can click the banner of my website, mrproductivity.com, M-I-S-T-E-R, mrproductivity.com. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of the Mark Stuchowski Podcast. Until we meet again, my friend, go be productive.